Man, does it feel good to finally have a week where there's zero teams on by. Week seven, we had six teams on by. That's the biggest bye week of the year. Now we got zero, not none of them. We're not digging deep into the barrels to start Amari Demicardo. Week eight's time to lock in. Everyone's got their best ball players out on the field. No disadvantages from buys. We're still going to have some misses. You betcha. Last week, we had a couple of misses. We missed big on the Packers offense. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson. But I finally hit on a Zach Moss sit. Am I like one for six on him? Maybe. But only good as your last at bat. And last time, we got on base. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm pointing out. But if you're new to the channel, if you haven't been part of the Zach Moss journey, like, give us a stub. Make sure to get your fantasy team tweaked to the perfect amount in week eight. I'll help you do so. Gut roll the tape. Let's get into this. Let's start. Let's talk about some running backs. Top of the board, the top dog, CMC, Eckler, Etienne. Brees Hall's getting up there. All right. He's my RB4 this week. He's officially on that top dog level, especially against the New York Giants. They're big brothers this week. Giants are giving up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. They're giving up the third most rushing yards. And the last time Brees Hall played, he was back in business. He cooked Denver. Does everyone cook Denver? Maybe, but Brees fully ramped up now. Dalvin Cook is zero threat. He's a threat to himself because every time he plays, he looks even less valuable. Brees Hall, on the other hand, he's getting better every day. Nick predicts he'll be the 101 in next year's draft, and I don't know if I can make a case against him. Some guy that used to be on that Brees Hall top five level, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is a must start, all right? No matter what, especially if you're in PPR, you've been pretty happy with him. He's been putting up like 15 points a game. However, he's clearly, in my opinion, not worth the high-end RB1 that we thought he'd be. His efficiency is not there. His explosiveness is not there. The speed is not there. The juice isn't there. Still, must start. I can't bag him too much because I'm playing him in a league myself, but definitely closer to being a high-end RB2, low RB1 than that full ceiling, that next level we thought he was going to get to. And to be honest, the Rams got a got pretty decent run defense, top 10 in the league. Just a little Tony Pollard shade out there. Right behind Tony Pollard, we do got to talk about Jameer Gibbs. This is assuming David Montgomery is out, okay? If Monty plays, he's an RB2. Gibbs at that point would probably only be worth like a flex spot and that would be pushing it. I would actually say he's still worth a flex spot because I doubt Monty gets 100% of the touches when he comes back, if he comes back this week. But if Monty's out again, Gibbs is a high-end RB2. Last week, he had 10 targets, 9 catches. Might be a knockoff Alvin Kamara, but dude's getting the work. You know, underdog's got his line at like 100 total yards for the week, and that's not everything, but that's something. You know, when Vegas is predicting to have about 100 total yards, that's a good expectation of what you're going to get out of your running back in fantasy. I don't know if he's built for the workhorse role, but in the meantime, he's going to get it. Someone that has been in the workhorse role, Josh Jacobs, down in the late teens, mid-teens, getting all the volume in the world. However, he's averaging less than three yards a carry. He has zero games with 80 rushing yards, only two touchdowns on the season. And oh, yeah, the Lions give up the second fewest yards to running backs. Not great combos. Is Josh Jacobs possibly a buy low after this week because he's still going to be the volume king? Yes. As far as owning him as of right now, he's just going to be probably a low-end, mid-RB2 given the matchup, he can only be as good as the Raiders are. I think this offense as a whole will be a little bit better once Jimmy G's back, but even then, there's clearly a limit. So let's give a little love to Kareem Hunt. Look, if Jerome Ford's out, Kareem Hunt could be a little bit of a touchdown reliant player. I'm going, getting a little negative again, but he's going to get the work. He is not as efficient. I don't know when the last time he was efficient, but three touchdowns in the last two games, and now his role might be getting even bigger. Kareem Hunt's worth an RB2 role. Went from unsigned to now top 20 running back in week eight. Never know what you're going to see, but it's happening. I know I just kind of had a reality check and that I need to be more optimistic about this, guys. But this is the last one. I'll completely shit on. That's a lie. 
I, I, I'm shitting on everyone. I, I'm shitting on everyone though, as I'm looking at my list right now. My new Zach Moss is Deontay Foreman. I don't like him. I cannot play him. In certain situations, you could throw him in your lineups, but not me, not here, not today. Everything went right for Deontay Foreman in week seven. Bears had a lead. Raiders didn't have their quarterback. Tyson Badgen didn't need to throw the ball. Roshan Johnson was out. Now all that's likely not going to happen again. The Chargers had the best run defense ever. No, I wouldn't even say it's good. But the Bears had the fifth worst run blocking grade in the NFL. Roshan Johnson will be back this week. And Foreman scored three touchdowns in week seven. Most he's ever scored in a season is five. The dude just scored 60% of his season high in one game. Regression is coming. It won't even be close. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get a single touchdown in this game. The expectations are way too high. He's not the next Zach Moss, all right? Is this the last week you might be able to get a little bit of juice out of him because Roshan will still be possibly unlimited snaps. The Chargers aren't that great, yes. But trust me, he is not a must start. If you have good backs, do not force him in your lineups. Damian Pierce, this is my boy. All right, watched him at the University of Florida. I've loved him. And I think he's a good running back, but it doesn't matter what I think. I even think it's a good matchup. Second most points the Carolina Panthers give up. And then Singletary outsnapped them last time they played. That's something. He outtouched them. He outsnapped them. I, I, I can't ignore that. As much as I want to be blind to it, as much as I want Damian Pierce to be the RB1, I want him to get even the receiving work, and I might be getting greedy there. Not looking good for your former Florida Gator. I don't know if this trend will continue because it's not like Devin Singletary killed it, but definitely. Uh, bringing up some concerns on my end. Brian Robinson accidentally skipped over him. Look, he's in a couple of my lineups, but, but that's because I'm desperate. That's because I'm in a deep league. Unless you need to, Brian Robinson is a sit this week. Last week, kind of like the Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary thing. Devin Singletary took snaps for Pierce. Chris Rodriguez took snaps for Brian Robinson. Robinson only had eight carries last week and Rodriguez had seven. Could it be a one game fluke? Yes. Could it not be? Yes. And regardless of who's getting the work here, I don't think it matters when you're facing the Philadelphia Eagles to have the number one run defense in the NFL. They just shut down Raheem Mostert for the most part. And the Dolphins as a whole, the best offense in the NFL. Brian Robinson, who who clearly doesn't have the workhorse role in Washington. I, I'm not betting on a guy facing the Eagles who's not even given getting all the work. Last running backs we'll talk about. I don't know what to do with the Carolina backfield, all right? I would put Chuba over Miles Sanders. I don't want to have to start either of these guys. This feels like we're digging in the crates again. Don't hate it as a flex spot if you're desperate, you know, between these guys and Najee Harris, that's who's sitting on RB31 out there. I, I, I can't really. That's a coin toss between all three of these. Chuba's my favorite. I think if Miles is playing, he's been in full practice. I think he could be limited, just like Aaron Jones was when he came back for the Packers. He didn't get the full workhorse role right away. They have a competent back to ease Miles back in. They're both ugly, but I'll, I'll lean Chuba. If there's any running backs I didn't talk about that you want me to, or you want to see the list even deeper, you could find the full rankings on bdge.com. CO. That's where it has my weekly rankings every week, not just running backs, QB, tight end, defense, kicker, if you want. Receivers we're getting into next. So on to the wide receivers. First guy I want to talk about on the receiver list is Devontae Adams. Kike Tony Pollard, I'm shit talking again. I'm back on my bullshit. Is he a must start still? Yes. However, Devontae Adams has one 35 point game this season. He also has four games with less than 10 points. Don't love that. Can I do anything about it? No. Are you still going to start him no matter what? And should you? Yes. But uh, clearly not the high end wide receiver one like wanting to be just like Paul not the high end RB1. I'm just acknowledging that it, it sucks out here. Puka, just so I can talk about him because I talk about him in every video. It's just
just shine some light on him. Maybe I should put Puka over Devontae at this point because why not? I have nothing to say about Puka. I just want to shout him out. Christian Kirk. He's a guy that does need to be touched on. Pittsburgh gives up the fourth most fantasy points. Christian Kirk is top 20 in points per game this year. He's out targeting Ridley. He's out scoring Ridley. He deserves this reign. He deserves to be up in this spot. I don't think he's going to go out for like 13, 1400 yards this year, but I think he's going to do exactly what he did last year. Give you 80 catches, give you 1100 yards and give you plenty of wide receiver two points that you love and cash in on every single week. Right now, he's closer to the high end wide receiver two than being outside a wide receiver two. Thank you, Christian Kirk, for being one of the best value picks in the draft. Let's just jump to his teammate real quick, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley is like the worst version of Devontae Adams. We hope Devontae could have been a wider, high end wide receiver one. Now he's a low end wide receiver one. We we're hoping Ridley could be a high end wide receiver two. Now it's like kitty could he be a low-end wide receiver dude could we get even that definitely boomer bust and a lot more bust recently but i still think this jaguars offense is clicking like i said earlier with kirk they face the steelers they give up the fourth most fantasy points to receivers the matchup is there unfortunately i don't have analysis out for you outside of is it his day or not because that just seems what it is for the jags there is no correlation on when ridley does good or doesn't it's just if he wants to, apparently. Take that as it is. I still think he's worth a play. I think you're going to have to start him every single week. I hate playing the guessing game with guys with that are boomer bust. You just got to stick through it and hope for the best. And I still think at the end of the season, he's still going to be a top 24 wide receiver. Just going to be some rough patches along the way. Kobe Myers, 13th points per game. Wide receiver, 13 on the season. Every single week, he keeps showing up my rankings. And I think this is going to be the week he embarrasses me. Jacoby, I'm sorry. I keep doubting you. You deserve all the love in the world. Jordan Addison coming off of a 10 target game. Coming off over 100 yards. Coming off a two touch sounds all that sustainable maybe not is he a must start though 100 definitely worth a flex play definitely could play in your wide receiver two spot without jay jettas this vikings offense could be ramping up three and four right now you look at their schedule in the next five weeks you got to play atlanta and new orleans but Vikings could be making a push and jordan addison could be benefiting from that especially against green bay this week who looked terrible versus the broncos one guy i love every single week i feel like i am behind his back hyping him up. And that's Zay Flowers. I'm a Zay Flowers believer. I'm bullish on him. But the experts have him as a top 15 wide receiver. Again, I love Zay. But the dude has yet to go over 15 fantasy points in a single game in half PPR. Not one game, 15 points. He's outside the top 30 in points per game. Again, I love the dude. I think the targets are there. I think he's only going to get better as we go on. And he's probably going to score a little bit more than the one touchdown he has through seven games. But still on the season, his, his limit's probably like five. I'm a believer. Love him in Dynasty, but in redraft and right now what we're talking about week eight today put him as a high-end wide, wide receiver too like the experts do he just he hasn't proven it i can't give him name value to just throw him up there just because he's only got seven nfl starts Monte smith the guy that i do keep giving name value not uh doing what we want luckily he still sees at least five targets a game two weeks ago he had 11 targets so the workload is there he's having a couple uncharacteristic drops i hate to just like throw out the excuse card but a decent matchup washington gives up the fourth most points to wide receivers this game last time they played was very high scoring could smith benefit from that getting a little hypothetical but not him calvin ridley are in definitely different situations i'm not comparing them based on situation but i am comparing them in sense that you just got to keep starting them get through the rough patches and enjoy the good ones when they do come around because they will come around i think t higgins is still worth the play i think this Bengals team is going to get healthier they have been getting healthier they're coming off of a bye coming against a niners team who just lost might not have their starting quarterback and in the first three weeks t higgins did have eight targets a game one of them he had 12 targets now then after that jamar chase went beast mode and led the league in targets is he always going to be the wide receiver two in this offense yes but back to what i just said we know what type of player t higgins is 
We know what he's done in the past. Most of his career, he's been pretty consistent when it comes to the final result. He usually puts up about a thousand yards. He usually puts about six, seven, eight touchdowns. This year with the slow start, that might not be likely, but that doesn't mean the rest of the way he can't be on his normal pace of numbers expectations. Just got to start him and get through the rough patch. Two guys that don't have the sexy name value, but they don't have many rough patches. I'm going to talk about both of them. Drake London and Cortland Sutton right there next to each other. Again, they have yet to have a super sexy game where it's like, damn, they got two touchdowns. Damn, they, they went for 30. That's probably not going to happen given this Broncos offense, even though I'm slight rust believer and then I'm a Desmond Ritter disbeliever. However, the floor has been pretty stable. Sutton's third in receiving touchdowns on the season, and he's averaging 10.9 points per game. Not a home run. That's a base hit every day of the week that you'll take. He's not going to win you your week, but he's not going to lose it either, and sometimes you'll take that. And then for Drake London, if you erase, and it's hard to say to just throw this under the rug, but if you do get rid of his week one dud, he's also averaging right around 11 fantasy points per game. Sometimes you'll take those base hits. I certainly will. It's definitely worth the flex play. He's consistent, and you know you can count on him for at least something. Dante Johnson, George Pickens, I love both of them to throw in your flex. I think Deontay is going to be the target leader on this team moving forward. I know Pickens out targeted him in his first game back, but hence it was his first game back. Deontay, that's his game. He racks in work. Pickens, he's going to be the big playmaker. He's probably going to score more touchdowns than Deontay, who scored zero last year. I don't even know what that's a. That's not even a crazy thing to say. I don't even know why I'm bringing that up. But as far as receptions, targets, work, that's Deontay's game. Pickens isn't going to take that much away from him. He's still going to be the receptions leader. I like both of them. I like Deontay slightly more, but they're both worth a play this week. And finally, two guys that I love. I got them. I got them in Dynasty. Slight flex. Josh Downs scored over 12 fantasy points three games straight. And I love Anthony Richardson, but I think Gardner Minshew being the quarterback the rest of the season is a good thing for these Colts wide receivers, especially Josh Downs, apparently coming off its biggest game of the last week versus the number one defense in the NFL. And if uh, you watch last week's video, we kinda, I don't want to say we called that he'd have that type of game, but we did call that Josh, Josh Downs was a... Uh, here to play. Just saying. We we were here to expose the Browns defense. We said on the outside, I didn't love the Michael Pittman matchup, even though he did well on a broken play. I like Josh Downs in the slot against Cleveland, and he performed. Nola, tough defense, but the way they've been cooking, ride the hot hand. And then Rashi Rice leads the Chiefs wide receivers to targets. It seems like he's only getting stronger as the season goes on to establish a dominant wide receiver one role in Kansas City. Ever think he's going to be a clear alpha? No. But if he's the most likely alpha week in and week out, if you could be have any share in the best offense in the NFL and Rashi Rice is it, cash in on that and uh, consider throwing him in your flex or wide receiver three spot, depending on what type of league you're in. Well, names that just missed the list, Amari Cooper, Tank Dell, D-Hop. I really like Tank Dell as a player, but I just got to see how he does coming back from his concussion. We've had such a small sample size of boom or bust. Amari Cooper, I can't invest in any Cleveland wide receiver, really, with P.J. Walker at QB. I'm sorry. And then D-Hop, no thanks, man. He hasn't had a single 20-point game all season. He hasn't scored a touchdown this season. Now the rookie Will Levis is likely going to start. And even if he does, if it's Malik Willis and something changes and it's him, Malik hasn't thrown 100 passing yards in a single game in his NFL career. D-Hop is a must-sit. Ladies and gentlemen, those are your wide receivers again. Is there any wide receivers I skipped over? Any more wide receivers you want to see that are into the depths? If you're in a deep league and you need to see who's my wide receiver 63 versus my wide receiver 64. So you know who to start. You could find them at bdge.co Has quarterbacks, has tight ends, has defenses, has kickers. You'll know exactly where young way ranks in my lineups. Before I go, if you're new to the channel, give us a like, give us a sub, give us some love, give us a works. If you've been here, give us a comment, rate the new dinosaur of the week. Nick, Nick keeps bringing in presents. He's a very giving guy. Not sure why Gut or Tony never flex their dinosaurs in the trivia videos, but whatever. As always, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, thank you and good night.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.